Welcome to Abundant Living and Gardening Podcast. I am your host, Aja Yassir. You can find me at ajayassir.com or various places on social media. And you can also email me at ediblecottage.com. I came up with the name ediblecottage.com because I like the old fairy tales that had cottages and gardens. So today I am going to be talking about cover cropping. I have a saying that goes ABC, always be cover cropping. It is so important for soil building, water retention, for feeding the microbiology in soil, for increasing yields and the quality of your produce. So the earth does not like to be bare. That's why when you leave parts of your soil bare, the earth pushes up plants that we unfortunately call weeds. <laughs> um, and weeds are just, I guess, unwanted plants, unwanted to us, but the earth wants them basically because the earth is cover cropping herself. So whether or not you intentionally cover crop, the earth will cover crop to make sure biology is fed in the soil and to protect the soil from erosion, increase water holding capacity and protect itself from getting beaten and baked by the sun. So that is what the earth does. And, you know, when so-called weeds pop up in my garden, I do make sure that those so-called weeds are not feeding my pollinators before I cover them. But if they are done feeding the pollinators in my garden, what I do is I cover those so-called weeds up as long as they aren't medicine for us or food. I cover them up with cardboard and wood chips and I let them decay in place and those so-called weeds go into feeding my soil. So I do not pull weeds so-called weeds unwanted plants I do not pull them out I use them to build soil weeds understand what it's like to have to harvest for minerals way down deep in the soil that's what they do they harvest for minerals and water and I am using the knowledge that they have to continuously build my soil much like all life, my garden space is a constant flow of growth and decay, just like those so-called weeds. So I don't pull my annual plants, my tomatoes, my brassicas. I don't pull them out of the ground when they're done producing. Instead, what I do is I harvest and once they've come to the end of their life, I cut them at their base right at the soil level and I drop that waste on my garden to use as mulch. And the remaining roots feed the microbiology in soil and the mulch also feeds the microbiology as it decays. When you pull those plants up out of the ground and you throw them away at the end of the season, what you are doing is throwing away lots of biomass. You are releasing carbon into the air by pulling those plants out of the ground. 
But you what you can do is just leave them in the ground, cut them at their base and harvest that carbon for the carbon cycle throughout the garden. So I implore you to please not clean up your garden at the end of the season as in you know throwing all these plants away and also when you leave plants especially plants that have gone to seed in the garden space you're also feeding your um your birds throughout the cold seasons and what they'll do is they'll make homes they'll say okay well this is my home and i have seeds throughout the growing throughout the fall and the winter season and i'm going to stay here in the summer and i'm going to eat all these bugs that you may not like those bugs go to feed um our birds so that's a, just a side, a bunch of side notes that I went on a tangent on. So you can use those plants, your annual plants, instead of throwing them away. I cringe when I see pictures on social media about people cleaning up their gardens at the end of the season and throwing all this beautiful biomass away. Just let it decay in place. And it doesn't, it's not going to look a mess because you're cutting everything off at the base and you're just dropping that stuff on the garden space. It's not piles and piles of the stuff. You can spread it out if you are in a residential area and you are concerned about that. When you increase biodiversity in soil, you're feeding various microbes in soil. I mean, so many microbes that we don't even know. We have only begun to start, you know, exploring this stuff. So you are feeding so many microbes in soil when you increase biodiversity. If you let those cover crops go to flower, you're also feeding pollinators when you're planting your beans or whatever you use as cover crops and you let them go to flower. You're feeding pollinators, but you need to keep in mind that when you let them go to flower, they won't be using as much energy at their roots to feed that microbiology because they'll be pushing that energy up through other parts of the plant so that they can flower and then fruit and then you know so you can um, harvest so you definitely need to keep that in mind when you are doing your cover crops some cover crops you may want to go to flower and seed because you are going to be eating those seeds those beans or whatever you're planting but some you may not want to go to flower and seed because you want to make sure that they are maintaining that energy into their roots and then you can use that growth as mulch and i'm getting ready to get into that in a minute um so also when you cover crop you are growing your own biomass you know we are getting a lot of wood chips brought into our growing spaces everybody seems to be wood chipping now which is great um, we are also putting leaves throughout our garden space collecting leaves from our neighbors or wherever and we are putting them in our garden space so that those leaves can decay and become soil and that's also great as well. <laughs> 
But if you grow cover crops, you're essentially growing your own biomass that you can use as mulch and for unwanted plant suppression, those so-called weeds. You're also going to cut down on the amount of water you need in your growing space because adding just one inch of organic material on one acre of land can save 20 thousand more gallons of water and we talked about the importance of water last week and just imagine being able to grow your own biomass dropping that organic material on your garden space and being able to save all of that water and so this year I am concentrating on growing a nice amount of cover crops that will also produce a nice amount of biomass. I do this every year, but I'm adding more intention to this this year. So, of course, I, I'm doing my fava beans. I have to have my fava beans in my garden at the end of the fall or in the early spring. I plant fava beans throughout my garden space. And this is the only time you will find me planting in rows. <laughs> so I'm planting in, you know, my fava beans around my growing space because fava beans grow three to seven feet tall and they grow in a bush form. And I'll get to chop those bushes down and use them as mulch. Um, that's a lot of biomass when you think about it. And fava beans are beautiful, beautiful plants. They do produce beautiful white and black flowers. I won't be letting those, all of the, that, um, all of my plants go to flower or seed because I want to concentrate that energy into the roots. And I also want to be able to just chop those plants down and use as mulch. But some of those plants will be used as food. And fava bean, the whole plant is edible. So, you know, fava beans to me are a win-win. I'm also working with pigeon peas this year. And I have no grandiose ideas <laughs> that these pigeon peas will produce peas in our region. I'm in zone 5B. It gets very cold here. And we have a short long, I mean a short growing season. And pigeon peas tend to need a long growing season. But I'm growing pigeon peas because they add nitrogen and micronutrients to the soil. And because they're such large plants, they can grow about 10 feet, you know. So because they are large plants and they'll be producing a nice amount of biomass, I'm growing them this year. And I'll be cutting those plants down at their base and dropping them as mulch throughout the garden. So as we are adding wood chips and leaves, please keep in mind that you can also grow your own biomass that will help you diversify those micronutrients in your soil. Yes, leaves, when you add leaves to your soil, you are adding a nice amount of micronutrients and minerals to your soil because they are coming from trees that mine for minerals and leaves way down deep in their um, roots and they bring those micronutrients up to the leaves and those leaves drop 
and you're able to use that throughout your garden to grow micronutrient rich and mineral rich you know biomass for your garden space but throughout the garden season you can be growing your own biomass and I use shorter growing plants in between my crops in my garden during the growing season so generally I grow peanuts. I love growing peanuts. Peanuts grow underground because so much energy is essentially underground. I don't harvest all of my peanut crops. I let some of them decay into the soil to continuously feed that soil. I also let the leaves that are on top just decay. All of it is decaying, but I do harvest some for our family so that we can have peanuts. This year, I am working with black peanuts, so I'm pretty excited about those pretty little black peanuts. Um, and so I have already started, you know, gathering what I'll be growing as um, biomass and cover crops throughout the growing season and peanuts are some of them I also grow chickpeas in between crops I have no grandiose ideas that I will be getting a nice chickpea harvest when I grow in my garden chickpeas because chickpeas do not produce a lot of chickpeas the chickpea plants um, at least in my case they are low growing bushes very pretty frilly bushes but they don't produce a lot i think you need to like plant a whole acre of chickpeas in order to get a little spoon of hummus i mean at least that's been my experience but anyway i'm not growing them for the chickpeas some of the chickpeas i will harvest i will let go to flower i will let go to seed and will harvest for food but basically what I'm doing with my chickpeas is that I am cutting them at their base and I'm using um, them to build soil and I'm dropping those those plants where they are to build soil. Chickpeas also because they're such beautiful plants and you can plant them in between your other plants. They also fill those spaces with beauty. So keep that in mind. Your cover crops do not have to be like rows of plants that you don't find attractive. Some of these cover crops are absolutely astounding. I forgot to mention, I'm also growing sorghum for the first time this year. I got some broom sorghum seeds from a friend and sorghum produces a nice amount of biomass as well so i'll be cutting that sorghum down at the base and letting that sorghum build soil just like everything else that i am growing as cover crops and these plants keep in mind that these plants are going to be grown during the growing season i don't have to wait to the end of the season to start planting cover crops always be cover cropping you can do this in between your other plants another plant that i am growing that i tend to grow throughout our season they are cow peas or black eyed peas they're pretty viney and they're still beautiful plants but i grow them in between crops and the more lowing, low, the more low growing cover crops I grow in between crops that need extra support to produce fruit and leaves, 
the better the yield and quality of production. When I put my cowpeas in between my squash plants last year, oh my goodness, those squash plants went crazy. Not in just leaf production, but the fruit production, they absolutely went crazy. So I highly suggest growing black eyed peas in between your crops. And you do not have to go out and buy black eyed peas seeds or chickpea seeds or fava bean seeds from um, seed companies. You can go to the grocery store and get bags of these beans and plant them in your garden and they work just as well. And my perennial plants, not going to skip on talking about perennial plants. I have a nice amount of perennial plants and having a nice amount of perennial plants in your garden space is going to cut down on water usage because perennial plants push roots way down into the depth of soil and retrieve water and nutrients. So they tend to need less care and they also help prevent erosion so that's all i want to talk about today always be cover cropping make sure that you are continuously focused on building soil and building biomass growing your biomass growing your own mulch um, and saving on water you're going to be saving so much on your water bill when you start implementing some of these cover crops into your growing tactics and I'm just so excited that we are going into the spring season I'm so excited I got my dahlia bulbs <sighs> I just I'm imagining the flowers that I'll be growing I'm just imagining all of it so have a great one um, stay well and get growing it is time it is time to get our hands into the soil so all you people in those tropical places we are getting ready to join you in your garden fun let's get out there